Welcome to the Millennial Career Playbook's company interview series, which focuses on corporate cultures worth knowing about if you're a job-seeking millennial or simply enjoy working in millennial-friendly environments. This series offers you company-specific information you won't find anywhere else, helping you decide if a particular firm is a great fit for you, and also offering you tips on how to most effectively land a job with the company. I'm Debbie Woldrich, CEO of outsource training company TTC Innovations, which specializes in providing corporations with customized millennial-focused training solutions. Hosting this series with me is best-selling author Haya Bender, whose credits include five dummies books and a complete idiot's guide, and articles for the New York Times. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com, as we're always adding new interviews and other content. Joining Hi and I today is Meredith Lubitz, Vice President of Talent Management for Dow Jones and the Wall Street Journal, which is the largest circulation newspaper in America. Meredith, can you talk a little bit about yourself and your role at the Wall Street Journal? My name is Meredith Lubitz, and I'm the VP of Talent Management here at Dow Jones and the Wall Street Journal. We have close to 5,000 employees globally. And what I do is I run all of our recruitment, selection, branding efforts so that people get really excited about waking up every day and potentially working here at the company. Also, I'm responsible for all the talent development initiatives that we have in place, starting with orientation, some of our really niche programs, such as Mobile Week and digital journalism for our journalists. And I run our leadership development practice and also our executive coaching practice at the company. And are you in charge of talent for all of Dow Jones and with Wall Street Journal being a large part of that? Correct, correct. I'm responsible for all the different business divisions in terms of hiring and developing our talent. So those divisions could consist of our marketing teams, our ad sales team, our what we call our PIB business, which is more or less our B2B play for our sales efforts, our product groups, all the other support efforts that we have across the company, even our technology team. Could you talk a little about what your company does? Sure. So, you know, specifically when we think about the Wall Street Journal, it's one of our best-known publications out of many. We can talk about a myriad of different publications, such as Barron's, and Factiva, and what have you. But essentially, we reach the world's most powerful business leaders and active investors and affluent luxury consumers through print, digital, video, and mobile platforms. It's one of the most trusted publications in the U.S. and also the largest daily newspaper in the U.S. measured by paid circulation, which today runs to be around 2.3 million. Are there any stories that are told at the company to kind of inspire, give someone a feel what the company's like, what its values are? I know it's, it's kind of a vague question. No, I'm it's not a big question. I think the best way to capture kind of the essence and the nuances of Dow Jones and the Wall Street Journal is to look at our career site. So our career site not only captures kind of our cultural DNA, but it also spotlights videos and photographs of our employees. So it gives you a real essence of what it's like to work within the four walls, regardless of what office you're located in. But I'm just wondering if you could talk a little about what it means to work in a news organization as opposed to any other 
type of company because it's so distinctly different from any other type of business. Yeah. For, for me, I came from Dow Jones. Prior to that, I worked at American Express, which was a phenomenal company to work for. But I was never really passionate about credit cards. And I do think that working for a news organization is a real noble calling. And it's very critical to society. And it means providing the world with smart stories and analysis they can't find anywhere else. And there's something about that magnetism that is different than working in any other environment that I've been a part of. We just won our 36th Pulitzer Prize and the entire newsroom stood around and there were tears in people's eyes. And it's just, it, it becomes extremely intimate. And again, we're all working towards this common cause. There's a reason. There's a reason people are hardwired to work as journalists and in the newsroom, and that is to uncover truth. And that permeates throughout the culture of the company. So that's very, very exciting. Sometimes it can get in the way in terms of just completing certain activities. Obviously, journalists would probably think a little bit differently than the business side in terms of how we're generating money. But I think that's a really, really healthy thing for a company. It tends to ground us, and it tends to work. We're very successful at what we do. We continue to attract the brightest journalists in the industry, and we're really excited about that. We really do believe that content is king, so we're thrilled to be a part of it and close to it and proud of what our company's lineage is, our history, and just the recent successes that we have obviously come upon. It's been a real gift. Meredith, can you just explain to us what makes the company such a popular place for millennials? I think for the most part, what's so exciting about working at a company like Dow Jones and the Wall Street Journal is that it's so entrepreneurial. So we are set up with big company resources, but really act as an incubator. If you think about the media landscape and you think about newspaper publication and where we are headed, it's probably going through the most profound change in the world. So what we're looking to attract and develop are people that have that can-do entrepreneurial attitude. So the people that can come in and regardless of whether or not they've been with us for three days, three months, 30 years, they can continue contribute profoundly to Dow Jones and the Wall Street Journal through innovative ideas and looking at different strategies, whether it be digital, mobile, video, things that will really reach to different consumer needs and notwithstanding millennials. So being able to reach the very demographic that we're hiring for is really, really important. What other types of benefits does the company offer that would be attractive to millennials? I think that there are many different benefits that we offer from educational assistance to a really respectable and I think a nice vacation practice, personal days. Obviously, we have flexible work arrangements. We just actually initiated our Dow Jones engagement survey and the numbers that came back in terms of people satisfaction with our flexible work arrangements was very, very strong. We've also come back with one of the most engaged workforces in terms of our engagement results of any company that has actually worked with this particular engagement survey company in all of the U.S. They love the idea that they're working in kind of an open floor plan space. They love the idea that we're very employee-centric, and they love the idea that they're not necessarily just 
giving tasks that are typical for kind of the new hires. We want people to contribute regardless of age, regardless of experience. Sometimes what we find is that people with very, very objective lenses can come in and actually make really profound solutions and impact on the company. So I think the combination of all these different benefits of working across a global environment that's very entrepreneurial, that offer a lot of flexibility in terms of the ways of working, is a really attractive proposition for new hires. Is part of the flexibility the opportunity to work from home or work remotely? Yep, and obviously that varies. It's depending upon the role, depending upon the contributions, depending upon well, obviously a number of different factors. But yes, working from home, I think the overall concept is we hire adults and we trust the people that we hire. So regardless of where they're producing, as long as they're producing, that's what we really want to celebrate. Do you have a sense of what the percentage is of people who work from home part-time or full-time? We just ran the Wall Street Journal 125 celebration, and we had gifts to distribute to everybody globally. There were about 700-plus employees where we needed to reach out to that had flexible work arrangements in some way, shape, or form. Now, that could have been the majority of the week or for one or two days. And that gives you a sense of just the volume and percentage of people that have those types of arrangements. You mentioned people coming in and making changes. I'm interested in what formal policies or formal programs you have in place for facilitating that. So we have a number of different things that we do that provide millennials with an opportunity to contribute, one of which is our internship program. It's typically offered over the course of the summer and sometimes extends throughout the year. Currently, we have 150 interns globally that come to the company. They take part in about 35 different workshops where they learn about the ways of working. They learn from our senior most executives about what we're trying to do and how we're trying to move the dial on the business. They get involved in product demonstrations, and they get involved in contributing a lot of ideas in terms of how to make this a better, more successful place to work through projects. So we have 10 different projects they'll actually be working on through the entirety of the internship, and they get to actually present it to our key executive team at the end of the summer, and those projects which are deemed viable will be worked on throughout the course of the year. The idea is then to convert as many of these rising seniors over to full-time hires as possible. So that's just one formal program. Another is our rotational, global rotational program. So we have high-performing rising seniors that apply for the program, and we put them through three-month extensive rotational experiences, all project-oriented, where, again, they can use their entrepreneurial ideas to come up with fruitful ideas that we can activate at the end of the rotational experience. We have other programs that we do throughout the company, Skunk Works being one of them, where people come together from all different parts of the organization and put a proof of concept together, some idea, whether it be creating a mobile app, whether it be creating some way to create more efficiency across the organization, whether it is developing a new product, and they come together for a day intensively, and they work through those scenarios and then obviously present those to the key executive team as well to come up with ideas. This year, we're actually rolling out a mobile week that my team is responsible for in October. 
that'll be an amazing opportunity for people to understand why mobile needs to be woven into the DNA of the company and it's for thematic days where we'll have product demos, external influencers, internal demos globally and we'll have a lot of fun geocaching in our major locations across the globe. And the last day we're going to be offering coding education for all employees and extending it to their families and potentially launching a hackathon as well. So these are all really fun, innovative, wonderful ways that interns can get involved and contribute, not to also forget the mentoring program that we have. So we have a mentoring program where our, even our CEO is serving as a mentor, our CFO is serving as a mentor to some of our newer folks. What I'm finding now is that there's a real keen interest in reverse mentoring. So even the millennials that are coming, I actually have a couple that um, have turned out to be reverse mentoring. They're teaching me all the new things about digital play and social media and all these different apps and platforms that I need to be very, very versed in in order to have a kind of a successful career and be on the pulse of what employees need from an educational perspective. So gosh, those are just a few key examples of some of the more formal programs that we have in place to engage them and celebrate the ideas that they're contributing. Could you talk more about mentoring and exactly how that works? Mentoring, we find, and I've been doing this for decades, mentoring tends to be a really interesting experience where it can be more formalized or more organic. I like to create a couple different experiences or ways in which people can come together. We want to really institute a culture of collaboration across Dow Jones. So we have formalized a global mentoring program this year where my team will serve more or less as matchmakers. So we'll get a sense of what employees do, where their personal and professional interests lie and where they learn to like to learn a little bit more about and then we do matching and it could be a matching a one-to-one -one match or it could be a team of people matched with one person and we want to create really concrete intensive immersive experiences so the mentoring program is three months where we manage the process we create ways in which they come together they network with other mentors and mentees get together and talk about their shared experiences and we want to make sure that obviously it's not just a way for people to connect but that the work and perspectives in terms of what they're walking away with change as a result of these new connections. So four times a year we'll be offering a formulaic kind of program and matching process. We have now created a job shadowing program that we're going to be rolling out, which is a little bit different from our mentoring program. It's more of an intensive way for employees to connect with others, and it could be a mentor in particular, or it could be a specific business area that someone's interested in pursuing and either at a later date applying for a career in that particular area or just coming back to their job and being able to contribute more as a result of more holistic knowledge of what the business is up to. So it'll be a 20-hour intensive program that we're going to be offering over the course of a month or two months. It really depends upon the specific projects in play. And this is for a high potential people across the company, millennials obviously are very attracted to this because it gives them the opportunity to spend significant time in an area of the business where they otherwise wouldn't. Aside from the mentorship and internship programs, what other types of on-the-job learning are available in the company? 
We have a lot of different types of learning experiences across the company. We have the standard learning management system, which is the bane of my existence, I have to tell you. But essentially, it is kind of the platform for all things training, all things development. And it gives them an array of different courses that we offer, so more of the traditional training courses, anything from leadership classes like emotional intelligence, um, learning how to present more effectively, executive presence, things like increasing your agility, collaboration, and how to do that more effectively, personality assessments, and team building types of play. We have business intelligence classes that people can certainly register for. We have coding classes, tech classes, you name it. It really has the likely suspects of training and development courses. Now, what I think tends to be even more beneficial is coaching. So we also offer a tremendous amount of coaching. I actually lead coaching cafes myself. I'm an executive coach, so I lead uh, coaching cafes for our millennials. So I do that in our group context for interns and rotational associates, but I also schedule time just one-on-one, -on -one, very, very interpersonal and close immersive types of experiences and engage in conversations and development exploration with millennials in particular across the company. Can you tell us a little bit more about those coaching experiences? So coaching, unlike mentoring and unlike sponsorship, is a very, very different experience. So the intervention really involves a person that comes to you. People used to laugh, I think, decades ago. They used to consider it therapy. And now it tends to be very cachet in the workplace. I actually work with a lot of our senior leaders in terms of developmental coaching internally. With our millennials, oftentimes it's an opportunity to sit down with them and to talk about their career trajectory. Coaching is really reaching inside an individual and looking at their potential. So for me, a lot of it has to do with mapping. Mapping interests, personal interests, professional interests, ambitions, and really helping guide them from a coaching perspective. And what I mean by guiding is asking some really good questions that help them unearth the answers they already have themselves. And typically some of the themes that come up with millennials are mentoring. I want so much to have a mentoring relationship with somebody across the company that I respect that potentially is interested in the same things that I am in. How can I make those connections given that I've only worked at the company for a short period of time? I have so many ideas, so much to contribute. I don't want to seem disrespectful for raising my hand and offering to help in unique ways across the company. So for me, it's being able to guide them from a career perspective in terms of how to make those connections, how to do it in a way that's tactful and whatnot. A lot of the other types of things that typically come up with millennials from a coaching perspective are executive presence, presentation skills. A big one is how to influence without authority. So coaching them through specific scenarios, certain communications, certain challenges that they face on a daily basis. And I think one of the biggest things working with millennials is patience. 
wanting to do it all today and feeling as though their self-worth is tied directly to how they're contributing today and really having them understand kind of the whole lay of the land and understanding how they can influence and impact a company in ways today that will lead towards their future careers. So a number of different things, but they want to connect, they want to talk, they want to be intimate, they want mentoring relationships, and they want it all today. So, so, so being able to have people on staff that are experienced, that have certifications in coaching that have been doing this for some time, where they know that there are resources available at a company that have kind of their hearts in mind, I think is critical. Can anybody sign up for coaching sessions to attend them, or are they automatically matched with a coach when they first join the company? That's a great question. So, no. Coaching is something outside of a mentoring program. So for our internship program, everyone has a mentor. Coaching is a little bit different. Coaching is through, number one, the CEO will come to me or my boss, the head of HR, will certainly reach out and say, there's are specific people that I think could benefit from coaching. And here's why. Maybe they're going through a transition, either in their career, maybe they're taking on new teams, maybe there are other performance or developmental issues that they'd love for them to explore and work on further. As far as millennials coming into the company, obviously there's so many of me. So I typically lead coaching cafes for whoever wants to sign up and contribute. I think we had about 60 people this year come to the coaching cafes, which was really, really lovely. And for those that didn't, they reached out to me and said, I heard it was really great. Can I spend some time with you? Or there were follow-ups where people said, I really want to sit down with you and I really want to spend some time with you and really map out my career and my growth and questions that I might have about next steps in terms of what I do in terms of applying for a job at Dow Jones or how do I continue to grow visibility across the company. So it's typically organic. It's an organic process, but for the more formalized coaching programs, we're typically talking about a three to six month engagement. You had mentioned educational assistance. Does that give mm -hmm. employees the opportunity to attend continuing education classes outside mm -hmm. of the company? Mm -hmm. This is a, a really unique benefit to the company. It's a discretionary program, so it doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, but for people that have been here for some time, and I think the, uh, the cutoff point, I may be wrong, is a year, and so they've had to contribute and stay employed the full-time or part-time employee with the company for a year, and they can apply for either undergraduate credits or graduate credits that obviously tie directly back to the work. I'd like to know what ways you support uh, work-life balance. I have to say, we did really well in our engagement survey. I think the number overall was around the 80% mark. It may have been a little bit higher, but people were extremely supportive of how we support work-life balance. And I think a lot of that is tied into also the tenure of our employee base. Just looking at our New Jersey audience, which is one of our largest, the second largest office in the company, I think the average tenure of our employees is 10 years. For our other offices, it's approximately eight years. And I think that's a testament to, number one, how engaged they are with the work, but two, how we realize that people walk into here and the whole life not just a work life. So we take that into consideration. And I think a lot of it has to do with our leadership team. We tend to hire nice people. We tend to hire fair people. We tend to hire people that like to work hard. 
are smart, but also we realize outside of that that people have their whole lives. And I think that we are looking for the most part for people to walk in with a generalist hat. We want them to be whole. And I think we are a company that believes that happy people make productive people. A lot of millennials like to feel that they're at a job that makes a difference, that makes the world a better place, and that their company is making the world a better place. Could you talk a little about that in terms of your company? Well, I think just the pure play in terms of what we do, we're a media company, and essentially everything that we publish is news-breaking. So anything that they're contributing to, they realize is a customer-centric, obviously, focus, and will influence millions of people across the world, and to be able to have an impact on that, regardless of whether or not they're working in technology or marketing or they're a journalist working in the newsroom, everyone understands that profound interest in terms of making an impact, working on breaking news, and being a lever to understand how people are influenced by not only what it is that we're producing, but working at a publication that really focuses on delivering the truth. So I think that in of itself is just something that a lot of people can connect to because we're all consumers. Is there anything else your company does that is millennial friendly that we haven't mentioned? There are a number of things, but one of the things I think is probably worth mentioning is a group of folks that's resurrecting a program that we started a couple of years ago. It's called Upstart. And essentially, it focuses on people that are new to their careers. And we understand how important that community base is, particularly because it's an audience that we need to reach and we need to do a better job at reaching. So we're putting together groups, informal group from all across the business for people to get to know each other and also serve as the objective lens in terms of some of the product innovations that are underway, focus groups that we'd like to pull together to work on different types of things, innovative ideas that we'd like to launch. And it's an opportunity for people to come together, grab drinks, or just network informally across the company. We're going to be piloting that in New York and South Brunswick this month. It's really, really exciting. So an affinity group, like many of the affinity groups that we have that I think is going to reap some really strong rewards from a business impact perspective. Do you do anything that's women specific? We have a women at DJ group. It's another affinity group that started here in 2014. And we had a huge response you know, like-minded people coming together and exploring issues that are really important to them. Things like philanthropic types of activities that we wanted to get involved in, to coding and getting more women involved in education around engineering and coding, which we consider the new creative. So we had Girls Who Code come in with James Murdoch kicking off an event around that. We have different programs that we run quite frequently, anything from influencing to branding to negotiating skills, things that women tend to be very interested in, to leadership panels, so hearing from some of our most senior leaders across the company and what's attributed to their success and learning a little bit about their career journey. So it started here and it's taken off. We now have an affinity group created in San Francisco, Hong Kong, and shortly we'll be running a program in London. 
can you tell us what tips you could offer someone still in school to prepare for a successful career at Dow Jones? I don't think that people should treat this lightly. I think people, when they're applying for a job, it's following directions. And it sounds overly simple, but it's surprising how many people fail to include the requisite application materials when they're applying for a job here, such as a resume cover letter, if they're applying for a job in the newsroom, published work samples, video job descriptions, actually participating in the video job description if we require that of certain jobs, and setting yourself apart in a unique way, but just not for unique state, for a way to be able to really elicit somebody's character and personality, and that's something that we're always looking for when they're applying for a job. When they're preparing for a job for Dow Jones, it's not the worst idea to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, I'd love to learn more about the company. Can I have an informational interview? I'd be surprised if people would turn down that opportunity. I think it's really important to be able to come in and understand more about the company and I think being here gives you a true essence of the ways of working and the culture working here. And to read the Wall Street Journal, I mean, I just think it's so important for people to understand what we do is by actually being a consumer of what we do. And what type of things would you be looking for on a resume that would really help an applicant stand out amongst all of the other applicants coming in for a particular job? Yeah. I always say this, being in recruiting for as long as I'm in, I like to look at the resume. I think that's really important. I like to see how somebody is actually driven results. So as opposed to just talking about who you are and what you do, what have you done to move the dial on something? That's important. I think if they can also elicit ways in which they've taken on leadership responsibilities, whether it be through a nonprofit, whether it be through an internship, that would be great. I'd love to learn how people have come up with new ideas, innovative ideas, because that's rewarded here, and they can detail that on their resume. I wouldn't underestimate the cover letter. The more personal and the more specific, it's kind of like the law of reciprocity. The more they know about us, the more I can serve them. So I'm looking for a lot of personalization. And what tips could you offer Millennial once he or she's been hired? Work hard. Working hard, nothing takes the place of that. And I always recommend to anybody who starts a job, whether it be a millennial or somebody that's a little bit more seasoned in their career, it's the best objective eyes are the people that start with the company. And rather than just keeping it in your repository, being able to contribute and offer solutions for gaps that we may have is something that we really, really respect and welcome at the company. So there's the difference between somebody raising their hand and saying, why don't we do this? And another person raising their hand and saying, hey, have we thought about that? I'd love to help contribute to making this happen because I could really see how our company could benefit from X, Y, and Z. Those are the things that will set somebody apart. And I think those are the things that we're really interested in at a company that's very democratized. When someone is hired, are there any tips that you have for what they can do to enjoy a long and successful career at your company? Being happy, staying engaged, staying relevant. I think that a job can be a means to an end, but turning a job into a career is very different. And I think that means doing a wonderful job and working hard and constantly learning. We're lucky, you know, we're not selling widgets here at Dow Jones and, you know, the Wall Street Journal. It is a company where we're inquisitive and we want to continue to grow and to learn and we're all doing it. 
being comfortable with change is going to be really important for somebody's DNA and somebody coming in here and understanding that, again, this industry is going through such profound change that that's going to be a part of the job description is being really comfortable with that. Constantly being agile, so being able to pivot from priority to priority given just how quickly this company moves and just being inquisitive and obviously liking the culture. And I always tell people, create the culture you want to work in. So surround yourself with people that aren't necessarily like you but can complement you. And I think that happens through differences and being able to work healthy in a job in which people have different strengths, interests, and surrounding yourself with that, which allows you to stretch and to grow and constantly be on your toes. And then integrity. I think integrity is incredibly important. Again, there is just something about this company, and I think, again, culture is oftentimes driven from the top. We tend to look for people that have a lot of integrity, that work hard, that are incredibly entrepreneurial, and are just good people creating an environment where you actually want to wake up and work and spend more waking hours with the people that you're doing it with are really important to this company. So I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. Ideally, what I'm looking for are people that don't treat work as work, where they don't know the distinction between work and play, where they're actually contributing to something greater than themselves. Do you have other tips that millennials who are interested in a career beyond what we've already covered? I'm a social media, I, I'm not even going to say junkie, pseudo-junkie, because compared to millennials, I'm really pathetic. But I would not take for granted the power of a social media job platform like LinkedIn. And I have so many people reaching out to me and my recruitment team looking for jobs. And my suggestion, again, would be personalization. So I receive many a day asking for time to catch up for coffee or to look at their resume or what have you. And what always stands out in my mind is a person that will write to me and say, I've, I've looked at your background and I know that you're interested in doing this or I know that this is what the company is up to and here are some thoughts that I have on the matter and here are some ideas that I have or here's a link to something that you may be interested in exploring further as you start to continue to develop X, Y, and Z. I love that. That means someone's taking the time and the personalization to get to know us and get to know what our interests are and what we're trying to build towards. And those types of people really stand out in my mind. And those are the people that typically I'm going to forward on to my recruitment team and say, you should take a look at this person for this particular job. Could be really interesting. What I underestimated when I first started looking for careers when I was younger in my career was I was so interested in the brand and I was so interested in the job description. What I didn't spend enough time doing was interviewing the culture of the company. That is, for me, one of the most important things. The ways of working, how decisions are being made, what the leaders care about, what keeps them up at night, those types of things are extremely important. And I don't think that millennials should overlook that when they're looking for careers. Because ultimately, again, you're spending more waking hours at work than anywhere else. You might as well love what you're doing and where you're doing it.
Meredith, I really want to thank you just for sharing your time and your passion around the company and, and for bringing that to light for us. And all of the information you've shared has been really beneficial for us. Oh, I'm so happy. It was really nice meeting you guys. Any way that we can help, we're happy to. Hi, and I thank you for listening to this interview. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com as we're always adding new interviews and other content designed to help you find a job or enhance your career.